What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a serial real estate entrepreneur. He has been an agent, a flipper, a developer, and now he is building a company called Del Norte that is building a technology to tokenize real estate deeds. Welcome to the show, Anton Glotster. Welcome to the show today, Anton. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing amazing as well. Thank you so much for being on the Hyperfast show today. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about what you're you know, doing. You're, you're, to my knowledge, the only company in the world that is you know, doing what you're doing when, with regards to tokenization of real estate and title and deeds, which is exciting. Probably scary, too, for... Um, for different people in the industry. But before we jump into that, give us a little bit of background about yourself and, you know, how you got to this point in your life where you're, you're, you know, the only company doing what you're doing. So, so um, my background initially was in real estate. I actually got into real estate right out of college back in 2005, uh, back when you could get ninja loans. I'm sure some of you might remember those. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so was for, for the younger people listening, that's, that's no income, no job, no asset. <laughs> yeah. If you had a pulse, the like bank that. would give you money for, uh, for, a bank, yeah. for a house. And a second mortgage and sometimes even a third for the same property. Yeah. Uh, so, and they had, the, uh, they had the negative amortization yeah. option too. <laughs> I remember those where you could, you could actually pay a minimum balance and, and uh, minimum payment and your balance would go up monthly on your mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like a credit card. And... Uh, yeah. So, you know, about three months after I got out of college, uh, with a hundred grand in investment that I like you know, earned and saved from college, I ended up having like $3 million worth of real estate in New Jersey, and six properties. And, um, mm. you know, I was doing uh, fix and flips and, and I was doing, uh, uh, the last two I did were actually knockdowns and, and building brand new properties. Uh, and then I didn't know what I was doing back then. So I got caught up in the whole uh, collapse. And ended up losing everything. <laughs> so, so easy come, easy go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so then I moved to Florida and started doing um, fix and flips over there. Uh, now, between that time, I actually also worked um, as a consultant for Crescent Heights, which is a that time was the third largest real estate developer in the country in the U.S. And they did uh, in, they they were doing stuff internationally. Uh, they're all over the U.S. They've done you know billions of dollars in real estate. And one of the things that I learned back then is that when you leave the U.S., it's uh, especially in the developing world, it's uh, virtually all, very, very difficult to figure out who actually owns the property. Especially like we worked in Mexico and in India, and they spend in India like millions of dollars just to, just on paperwork, just to figure out who actually the property belongs to before we can buy it. So that's hmm. uh, kind of when I learned about the, the real estate issues with titles and deeds that go on in, well, most of the planet, really. Um, yeah, so then I got back into fix and flips, uh, you know, after the collapse, did really well back then. Um, then I kind of moved back to New York, became a broker over there, did a lot of, a lot of real estate deals. I was a, an investor, got into mortgage notes. Um, was a landlord. I kind of still am right now. I don't know that many properties. I sold them all 
to start uh, this business five years ago when I learned about NFTs. I um, also started, you know, dating my current wife, who is Honduran, and I mo- ended up moving to Honduras. And over there, it's like, uh, at least in Central America, it's probably one of the worst places for real estate fraud. Like up to 20% of real estate over there is fraudulent, the transactions being. Uh, so I, you know, figured out that, you know, if I can put uh, deeds and titles on the blockchain, that'll solve a lot of those issues. And after living there and working there for quite some time, like four years, uh, I ended up getting a government contract uh, with, with the country. Uh, then I lost that contract. And then I got another contract. <laughs> and then I got a contract in El Salvador. And now I'm in Mexico as well. And now I'm about to get in Guatemala and Costa Rica. Where? So lots, lots of different government contracts. And what... So specifically, are these for for the people that you know maybe aren't in this yeah, yeah. world? Um, this part of so as you know, uh, wherever you are in the world, including the U.S., um, your deed is a piece of paper. Uh, in, in those in in, uh, in in America, we have title insurance. Outside of America, there is no title insurance. So if you buy a house in El Salvador and Honduras and Costa Rica and whatever. Uh, there is a chance that that piece of paper can be fraudulent or there's a chance that somebody else can take that piece of paper, uh, go to a notary, change the name, get it notarized, get it filed, and now he owns your house. And that happens quite a lot. Uh, really? Yes. Their house stolen. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that actually is very, very common. Uh, in, in fact, if you know people who have land outside of the United States and South America or Africa or Asia or even Eastern Europe. That's a pretty common thing that happens. Um, so by taking that piece of paper and making a digital copy, an NFT version of it on the blockchain, means that nobody can do that anymore, or at least without your knowledge and your permission. It's very that simple. It's, it's really that simple. So you get an application. Uh, in real time, you can see your deed on the blockchain. If somebody interacts with it, there is a history of transaction because that's how blockchain works. Nothing is deleted. Everything is just added on. So And so you're you're marked somehow as the owner of this asset on the blockchain and then no one no one can change that so the, without you taking action without you doing it. So guess, the government right? issues you an NFT copy of your deed that's stored on the blockchain. Okay. They stamp it with a proprietary stamp technology that we developed. It's a digital stamp that encrypts, uh, you know, a very variety of data. <coughs> it stores it on the blockchain. And now going forward, all of the transactions, because they're, because they recognize the blockchain transactions equal to the paperwork ones, the blockchain effectively supersedes the paperwork because you can't, you can't defraud it. And if you do a paperwork right. transaction, you have to have a, an uh, identical one on, recorded on the blockchain. So you can only go one way, not not backwards. Do you think this will come to the U.S.? Hopefully. I'm trying uh, to bring it to the U.S. Yeah. I've been endorsed by Mayor Suarez, which is you know mayor of Miami. Um, I've been uh, dealing with a lot of the you know, state and the county governments here in Florida and right. some, of, some of the other states. Uh, it's not easy, but I'm sure 
you know, once they get over this whole banking situation that we're dealing with, <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll be ready to take on this project. Uh, but it'll, do you think, mm -hmm. it would, what do you think the implications are? Like if, if, if the U S went to this system with that, would that eliminate title insurance or? Um, so basically this, the system does not prevent any issues from the past, but it prevents issues from the future. So it's like a prophylactic for title insurance, you know? Okay. Uh, so I don't think, you know, certainly not anytime soon will we get rid of title insurance in the U.S. But when we do convert it, it can A, increase the rate of transactions because everything is stored uh, automatically and easily accessible. Uh, it'll get rid of a lot of the inefficiencies we have with the traditional paperwork system. And, and we have a lot of those. I mean, I, I bought a house, I bought some investment properties in Florida two years ago, and it was just an easy 1031, no mortgage, nothing. It took three months. Like, why? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't really even at the peak. It was like before, before that. But yeah, it, it, it was, um, you know, I've done a, you know, not a hundred, but over 50 real estate transactions in the U.S. And uh, it was, it was always, even when we were buying cash, it was just a pain in the ass. Unless, you know, you, you even just a regular closing, you know, you sit there and there's like a pile of paperwork. Uh, why, yeah. why can't I do it all through an app? I mean, you can now. You have DocuSign, it, all that it takes, stuff. It takes a long time, too, to... I mean, this, this usually doesn't happen, but, you know, a cash buyer typically can't close for a week or or so, like, even if they, even if they wanted to move really fast because it, the title search takes... Forever. Like, that long, right? It takes... It takes you know, a few days and, um, the, you know, the process is, the process is slow, even when there's not a mortgage involved or, or at least slower than you think it could be. <laughs> right. And then it takes like a month or two for the deed to actually show up in the, uh, in the county records. Yeah. You know, and, and why is that? If it's on the blockchain, it's, it's instant. So if it's instant, so by the way, uh, Florida and, and specifically South Florida is, uh, has some of the highest uh, rates of real estate fraud. Be yeah, because... well, Florida <laughs> seems to have a lot of there's a lot of scammers and fraudsters well, there. Not just in Florida, but, but we have, state, but... you know, at least it used to be. I don't know about it. Like, I, I don't know the the data from like last year, but before there was a lot of real estate fraud where people would, you know, but during that time that it took recording, they would just go and like resell that property and just run off with the money. <laughs> It still happens. So you you think this will prevent that, or or at least greatly reduce it? So yeah, because as far as like uh, fraudulent signatures on documents, they'll be completely preventable through this system. Again, because it's in real time. So if somebody does sign without your knowledge, let's say, their signature shows up. They have a timestamp. They have you know a login stamp with their profile and everything so you know exactly who did what when they did it you know how they did it and there's no way to d delete that information like people yeah. make mistakes i get it that's fine but then you see all the history of mistakes right mm -hmm. now i i personally know a bunch of people who uh here in the united states um 
you know you know a tax deed and tax sale like if you don't pay your taxes the, yep. yeah. the county sells your house so that is a lot of people especially people who are not in the real estate space and don't know that specific area they lose their homes like i have a friend you know he got a divorce his wife took his house she didn't pay taxes he took the house back two years later for the taxes <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing you know but if it's yeah, no, we've 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 definitely come across those deals and seen them. And yeah, if you don't if you don't pay your property taxes, the the um, the county or um, local government will you know let other people pay it basically, and then they can mm-hmm. they can foreclose on you, and pay back, and take your house. So there's people that people that own their house free and clear, and yeah, doesn't matter. You know, forget to pay property taxes and and lose it if they don't rectify the situation. And, and there's a lot of, and it happens to a lot of elderly people because, uh, you know, they forget the mail or the mail is stolen or whatever, because the, the way they, the way they do it now, it is, yeah, it's certified mail, but it is just mail. And right. we know there's a lot of issues with that, with, with the, with the blockchain, you know, you, you go online, you log in and there you go. And the other, and, and so, you know, for America is by far the best country. Uh, when it comes to real estate data and when it comes to, you know, clarity of title, because we have title insurance and all that stuff, even though we use a hundred year old system, when you talk about anywhere outside of this, outside of this country, especially like uh, Asia, Africa, Middle East, I mean, they might have a civil war or whatever, you know, you get out of that country, there's, you come back, there's no record of you ever being there. You know, if, but if you, wow. yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. Uh, if you ask anybody who escaped from Iran or from any of the Middle Eastern countries, they'll tell you, yeah, but you still own a bunch of land. Now we don't own nothing. But if it's on the blockchain, hmm. it doesn't matter. You can be stripped naked, you know, swim across the ocean, get to a computer terminal on the other side, boom, there's all your information. I mean, can the local warlord steal your stuff? Of course. But it can change the data on the blockchain. So there's always a way to recover it. You know, if you, eventually when order is restored, you, you've got a shot at getting it back. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Like There's a record, at least. There's at least a record. I mean, for example, uh, in Mexico, the cartels steal a lot of properties from people. Now, when it's on the blockchain, they can still steal it. But you can go back to the data and say, hey, look, the name changed from this guy to this, from mine to this guy. But there's no financial transaction, which would have been normally recorded. They just changed the name, which makes right. it fraudulent. Because why the hell would I give away my house? So there's a way to have some kind of accountability. Hmm. What, what do you think the challenges will be for you to get this system into more places? Um... Is it acceptance? Is it just bandwidth, building out staff? Like how? I mean, right yeah. now we're uh, in the process of uh, raising money for the company. Right, now. you know, the biggest challenge for me personally is financial. I've gotten pretty good at being able to convince governments that what I'm doing is a good idea and will actually benefit them massively. Uh, I mean, for for example, if you're a foreign investor, uh, one of the reasons that developing countries stay developing and not actually develop is because foreigners are scared to go in there and invest. And the reason they're scared is because uh, is because of the local fraud. You know, you go and invest some hmm. money, and if they steal it, 
the recourse is not, uh, you know, there's very limited recourse that you can do. Now, if you have data on the blockchain, if they abide by international regulations and world court and whatever, now that recourse and that ability to recover your stuff is much, much higher. And you have much more transparency. I mean, you have full transparency, actually. So you have security and investment. What, yeah. Um, yeah, if people, if people want to learn more about can, can people invest with you or, uh, on this or, yeah, yeah. or is it just governments? No, no, no. It's uh, anybody. I mean, we have a, another okay. side of the business where we tokenize assets, which, you know, like a lot of other crypto companies do that. Uh, and that's, right. that's, you know, pretty st- simple and straightforward. Um, the only difference with us. And is, that, mm-hmm. is tokenizing assets, is that, is that kind of like it's just replacing really what people maybe are doing with syndications or it's you know limited partners yeah it's 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 automatic it's automating that whole um system like you know right now if you go and syndicate you you make an llc a bunch of people invest in the llc the llc buys a house and now you guys are all stuck in that llc until the house sells or pays you dividends or whatever uh it's basically the same thing just using new technology uh there is however a slight difference uh, with this tech, again, because it is uh, uh, the, this, what we call it a smart certificate. It's like a special kind of NFT that we uh, created and patented. Uh, it's interactive in real time, uh, more, more so than a traditional NFT. Um, so you can connect it to third-party networks in real time. So you, okay. let's say there's a, an exchange that, where you can trade your real assets so you can invest in a house. You get a security of that house a real estate, over a real estate investment, but you still have the liquidity of a stock or actually even a crypto coin because you can uh, take your share, put it on an exchange, and if there's a buyer, you can sell it. You can get out of that, uh, out of that asset. So it's kind of like a, a true economy, you know, because you, there's no way to bet against it. I mean, I guess... Yeah, we, no, it's... <laughs> yeah. The implications of this are fascinating, and uh, you know it's kind of exciting to see. And um, and it's legal. You know, I think it's going to add more transparency. And yeah. yeah. What um, What are the best ways for people to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing or just opportunities with you? Uh, well, they can visit our website. It's uh, delnorte.io, uh, and I can I can spell that. That's D E L N O. R T E dot I O. So go to the Del Norte dot I O. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Anton. This was, uh, you know, exciting to hear the, the progress you're making in, in this area and, you know, how people in these different countries now can get more protection on their land. And, and, you know, it'd be interesting to see it, come to the u.s and the implications for that so uh, you know it was a pleasure having you on this show today uh best of luck in your endeavors with with el norte and um you know once again i appreciate you being on the show today likewise thank you thank you for the opportunity and to uh all of our listeners and viewers thank you so much for tuning in remember if you want to learn more about anton's company you can go to delnorte.io Uh, Please share this episode with other people that you think would be interested in learning about this uh, as well. And we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you.